Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in the 12th chapter. And we're at the 22nd verse, so let's start right there. The first word is, then, <laughs> and so you see various things happen in the life of Jesus. We're having accounts here. The Gospel writers all handle this in a little different kind of way. Uh, I think it's Luke that says, hey, I'm doing this uh, chronologically, you know, in an order right here. Well, Matthew gives us another account of something here. So he says, then, a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to Jesus. Now, I wonder why this demon-possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to Jesus. Well, he's, it doesn't tell us who brought him. doesn't tell us anything about the motivation of why they brought him. just simply says they brought him. When you see people coming like this, particularly with the crowds, <coughs> the motivation was usually exactly what you would expect it to be. He wanted to be healed. Somebody wanted him to be healed. But notice how he was brought to Jesus. The demon-possessed man didn't come to Jesus. He was blind, mute, demon-possessed, but he's brought to Jesus. It looks like somebody had to help here, right? And I imagine so. Watch how this is handled. So a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute was brought to Jesus, and Jesus healed him so that the mute man spoke and saw. It just simply says that Jesus healed him. So now he's able to speak. Now he's able to see. Verse 23 says, All the crowds were amazed and were saying, This man cannot be the son of David, can he? So they were wondering, Is this the son of David? Is this the one that we've heard about for generations that will be the Messiah? Is this him? Now, there's some interesting things that we're about to say. I want to ask you a question that when you look at the next verse, you want to see what the answer is. But he's demon-possessed, this man was, and he's blind and he's mute. It says that Jesus healed him, and the mute man spoke, and he saw. So he's no longer blind. He's no longer mute. What about the demon-possession part? Well, we're not told right here, but the strong inference, and then we'll see that it's confirmed as the truth in just a moment, the strong inference is that Jesus cast the demon out and it was the demon that was bringing the mutinous. And it was the, bring, the demon that was bringing forth blindness. Let me tell you, folks, this happens within the natural and it happens within the spiritual. Okay, The demon was the cause of the man's maladies. And you say, well, are you sure about that? Watch this. So all the crowds were amazed. And they said, this cannot be the son of David, can he? You know, they were wondering, verse 24. But the Pharisees heard this. Heard what? They heard what the crowds were saying. And this terrified the Pharisees. Tell you what, if you want to get a bunch of religious rulers really upset and really wondering about things and really nervous and really anxious, then just let the crowd start giving glory to God. Let the crowd start wondering about the movement of God and how God does things. Let the crowd start turning 
to the Most High God and watch what the religious rulers do. It's a major problem within the body of Christ today because the Lord seeks to move in the ways that we see in Scripture. He seeks to do things, and it will be so quenched. It will be so quenched by the religious leadership. <laughs> I could give you example after example after example of that. It just happened in our lives personally. A while back, it was happening on a constant basis. And it, it was usually around this kind of thing. You know, uh, I feel like we were supposed to do something in a particular kind of way. And, you know, you just sit there and all of a sudden, well, well, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Which being translated is, I don't want to hear anything about that. I mean, seriously, you know, it's, it's just sad. But watch what the Pharisees did. They heard that the crowds were amazed. They heard that the crowds were saying, this cannot be the son of David, can it? Which means, this is the son of David? This is the Messiah? So here's what the Pharisees, they said, this man cast out demons only by Beelzebul, the ruler of the demons. Well, there you go. We've seen that the religious rulers, the Pharisees, they were growing in intensity against Jesus. We've already seen a chapter or two ago where it says they were trying to figure out how they could destroy him. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's going to go beyond just undermining what he's teaching and what he's saying is going to get to the point. And I think they're already there <clears throat> where they wanted to kill him. So what do they do now? Boy, they just double down on it. Instead of saying that he had a demon, remember that? That he's functioning, that he had a demon. Now they're saying that he's empowered by the ruler of the demons, Beelzebul. So there's a couple of things, and I'll tell you what, I'm just going to um, mention these two thoughts and we'll be done for today. Because this passage goes on for several more verses, and Jesus responded, and I'd rather us just take our time to think about it here. First of all, the Pharisees call him a man. Well, he is a man. Then the Pharisees says he cast out demons. They're acknowledging that he has the power to cast out demons. And they're acknowledging that this man right here that now can speak and now can see that had been demon-possessed doesn't have a demon anymore. That's the reason I'm thinking that Jesus cast out the demon right here and the man could see, the man could talk. And the Pharisees are acknowledging that. They have to. It's been in their face. What are you going to do? Right here it is. Somebody's demon-possessed, now the demon's gone. you got a choice to make. The Pharisees decided, hey, he only does this by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Something else I want you to notice is that the religious rulers, the Pharisees, the people as a whole had no problem with the concept of a demon. They had no problem with the understanding that there are demonic powers. They had no problem with understanding that there's a hierarchy, that there's someone who rules over these demonic powers, and then there's a bunch of hierarchy in between, right? They had no problem with that. They had a name for him, Beelzebul. Okay? They had no problem at all with this. For the most part, uh, most believers today have a problem with that. <laughs> they may go, well, yeah, 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 there's demons, but you just don't see them like we used to, and you don't see them at all like you see in the New Testament. Sometimes it'll be forthrightly said. I mean, I've had people that I really, really respect and I love. I mean, I love these folks. And I think they're true believers, but they're just unlearned. They're just unlearned. And one of them just said this flat out. said, yeah, I don't believe that demons exist. I don't believe in them. He just, has just made a cognitive decision to say, I don't believe that. I'm not going to believe that. 
you know, you read the scripture, quotes the scripture, does all that. I don't believe that. You know, just made a decision that I'm not going to believe that. I don't want to believe that, and I'm not going to believe that. Well, there you go. You know, the, the, the Lord, you know, is not going to sit there and fight against you. He's not going to do this. If anything, you'll see it in Romans 1. He'll give you over to that thought. If that was you want to think, that's fine. But, folks, demons are very real. Demons are also not what, for the most part, people think they are. Uh, you know, I've thought this for, how many years have I thought this? I don't know, 40 years, 45 years, that demons were the, um, the angels that rebelled, the angels that rebelled against God and went with Lucifer, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm less inclined toward that now. I'm not going to fight with anybody over here. I'm not going to argue with anybody. I'll talk with you all day long about it. You know, we can discuss it. I don't think that's who they are. And people say, well, who do you think they are? You know, Michael Heiser has a lot of insight into that uh, that brings together a lot of other people worldwide for hundreds of years that have researched and studied this. Uh, the demons are likely the spirits of the Nephilim, the Nephilim that have died, the Nephilim that died in the flood and the Nephilim that died after the flood, okay? That these are likely the spirits of the Nephilim, which were part divine creatures and part human creatures. That's a little sidebar. Maybe we'll get into some other time. Regardless, demonic powers are real. The Pharisees couldn't deal with Jesus. Oh, let's just say he's operating under demonic powers. I wonder how that's going to work out for him. We'll see in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you then.